Hi there. Welcome back to my Tea Talk trademark. This is part two of our Tea Party episode. We highly recommend you go listen to part one first. So, where were we? All right, scones! Scones! Uh, okay. All right. Are we ready to try our scones? I'm so ready to try our scones. All right, all right, I'm ready. All right, all right I'm gonna make my plate less aesthetic and more practical. Ooh, mine is a little crumbly. Yeah, my my bottom one crumbled apart. Let's spread my jam a little bit. That's my jam. That's my jam. I'm sorry. All I did was lick my fingers, and it already tastes really good. <laughs> so but that's good. the icing. Okay. okay. You want to dink, dink it? Dink it. Dink. Hmm. <gasps> you know what it tastes like? What? The lemon Girl Scout cookies. The powdered sugared ones. Yes. Oh, it's so exciting. Oh, this is good. Oh, okay. Um, it is a little shaggy, but I like it. I like mine's a little it's not dry like, oh my god, that's dry. Mm-hmm. It's dry like it crumbles like a nice shortbread cookie. Mm-hmm. And I I really like it. This was a good recipe. Uh mine's a little moist on the inside. Um mm-hmm. It's definitely not as good as the way I remember my dad making it. So I mine like were it. Also, mine were also thinner than yours. So that's probably why mine isn't quite so moist. Mm-hmm. Before I forget, because I didn't actually tell anybody else what I'm eating on top of my scones. <laughs> I uh, made homemade whipped cream, which was two cups of heavy whipping cream, four tablespoons of sugar, and half a teaspoon of vanilla. And it's real good. Uh, and I also used specialty or specially selected premium blackberry fruit spread with 75% fruit from Aldi. Ooh. The highest of class. Uh, and then I used the same base recipe, but instead of the jam and whipped cream, I shoved two to three blueberries on the top of it and then glazed it with the, the sugar that we used and... Then I made a lemon glaze with the lemon that we zested and drizzled mm-hmm. it over top and topped it with powdered sugar. So this is very like French baguette meets English crumpet. Mm-hmm. This, is so good. this was worth it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's worth all the chaos. Mm-hmm. Mine aren't overly sweet on their own either. Yeah. So it'll probably complement our tea pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. You want to try your tea while we're at it? Yeah. All right. Okay. What are you drinking? I am drinking Earl Grey with mm-hmm. a little bit of French vanilla creamer because I like cream in my tea. Mm-hmm. And what are you drinking? I am drinking, uh, I neglected to get breakfast blend or Earl Grey like I suggested to Julia because I begot. And so instead, I am drinking a Victorian London fog that uh, my my other bestest friend got for me. I forget what store. I think it might have been Whole Foods, perhaps. It's cute. But yeah, it's from Harney and Sons. If anybody else wants to try it, it's loose leaf. Oh, this is uh, Twinings and it comes from the variety box. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Victorian London Fog has a base of Earl Grey, and then it has some extra flavors in it, so I'm going to call this close enough. I'll go more in-depth about that later. Also, the tin for the tea matches the jar for the jam. Hmm. The tea tin in the jam jar. 
Jam jar. Jar jam. Jam jar. T-tin. Tim Tim. Tim. No way. Wrong. <laughs> nope. Wrong country. That's different. They're so good. Okay. Though. All right. Do you want to dink? Yeah. Dink. This is a lovely combination. Mm. Mm-hmm. The Earl Grey is strong and the the scones are surprisingly mild. Yeah. So this is really good. I, d- I thought it would just take away completely from the tea. I um, I oversteeped my tea a little bit, but mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll get into it later. Uh, so now that we have consulted the expert and made some scones mm-hmm. and tried the scones, there is a proper way to eat a scone. What? Which we didn't do. <laughs> but I was say, why didn't you tell me how to do this first? <laughs> I just shoved it in my face like the heathen I am. I wanted us to enjoy it and we'll do it proper later. I do have two more scones. Well. You have like six. We baked them wrong to do it properly. What? So at least in all of the videos I saw of the more traditional English scone, instead mm-hmm. of making it into the triangle like we do, you build it up more into a similar shape of an American biscuit. Okay. And then when you go to eat it at the tea party, you rip it in half and put your toppings in it. So is this supposed to be like round like our actual biscuits? Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. How did they get into triangles? I don't know. We do some weird stuff. We threw our tea into a harbor. Good point. I guess we don't (laughs) know how to do that either. (laughs) Um, There's also a couple other things that are not totally accurate for how we did it, but it was too little too late to fix it. So we'll do it later. Um, scones are typically served with cream and jam. Mm -hmm. I got jam. Jam's good. The cream, however, is usually clotted cream, not whipped cream. What does that mean? Like it's been congealed? Uh, mm, Has it gone bad? No, it's not bad. It's separated. It's super easy to make and very time consuming to make. Uh, Easy, but time consuming. Yes. Basically what you do is you get... Heavy whipping cream. Mm-hmm. You put it in usually like a cake pan or a sheet pan, something where you can get a good couple of inches, but it's relatively spread out. I mm-hmm. think most of the rep- recipes I saw used about two cups of heavy whipping cream. And then you set your oven to 180 degrees Fahrenheit mm-hmm. and you cook the cream for eight to 12 hours, depending on how committed you want to be. That is a very large electric bill. And then you move it out of the fri- out of the oven and into the fridge. <laughs> For another 8 to 12 hours. What? So that it can properly separate and you scoop the more solidified cream off the top and that's clotted cream. Interesting. So super easy, but I didn't have 24 hours, so. And I didn't want to. (laughs) I probably will one day. I want to try it. I think it would hurt. And is it just like, yeah, my stomach. Oh, I mean, I I had heavy whipping cream, whipped cream, so I'm not much worse off. I used silk. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's what you typically use. There is also apparently a big debate between whether you put cream first and then jam or jam and then cream. Why would you put jam then cream? Uh, Because you can spread the jam on the scone and then just plop the cream on top. But when you put, like what I did, I did cream first and then the jam. But when I did that, the jam's so heavy, it's weighing the cream down and the cream starts sliding off the scone. Whoops. So I like it better that way. But, you know, I could see either way. And apparently it's regional. Because I would spread it out. 
I would want it all spread out and like layered nicely so that every bite has the same consistency. Mm-hmm. I don't do that dollop stuff. I want it mixed. I did the dollop for the picture and then I went mm-hmm. with my spoon in a circle and spread it everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. On a side note, it's raining and it's so pretty. Oh. The sun is shining here, but there are clouds in the sky. I'm sure it it'll rain at some point. A steady rain. Anyway, uh, I also learned what Queen Elizabeth II's favorite scone is. Uh, she apparently likes to make it with orange blossom water and orange zest in the dough. Hmm. And then use orange marmalade on top. I guess she likes orange. Yep. <laughs> which, would, <laughs> which would be really good with chocolate chips in it, too. Ooh. Like dark chocolate chips with the orange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, and there's one more thing you have at a tea party. You have okay. cakes and pastries and, and mm-hmm. British biscuits and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, so like cookies? Yes, but more of the like macaron cookies and not like oh, chocolate okay. chip cookies. No, like shortbread and... Yeah. I love macarons. Mm-hmm. They're really good. So yeah, so you can also have cookies and, and desserts and whatnot. Hmm. And of course, tea. Everything complements the tea. <laughs> so there are actually different types of afternoon tea parties today, mm-hmm. depending on what you serve. Uh, if you serve afternoon tea with the scones, clotted cream, and preserves, and just that, that is actually called a cream tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, or there is the royalty. Uh, wow, it's really called ah. royalty. I did not make that up. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> which is where you also serve champagne. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, so then I had the question of what's the proper etiquette for an afternoon tea party? Okay, let's learn some etiquette. Yeah, you typically think, you know, it's fancy and and people talk a certain way and dress a certain way and all that sort of stuff. So, um, And like fork on the left. <laughs> actually, it's on the right. Oh, well, <laughs> I am dyslexic. So um, fork on the right. I watched a video from Jamila Musayeva. Mm-hmm. I apologize if I butcher that pronunciation at all. But she walks through uh, all of the proper etiquettes for an afternoon tea party. Okay. Which gets very specific. So, although uh, obviously today people don't wear the long gowns and the gloves up to your elbows and everything like that, typically what you would expect to wear to an afternoon tea party is more of a cocktail dress or something that's kind of business casual. Okay. So not full business, but not ripped up jeans or Bermuda shorts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like khakis and a nice polo? Yeah. Or even jeans and a very nice shirt and maybe a jacket. Okay. Yeah. Um, And one of the things she focused on is having that three-tier rack that you've probably seen that has mm-hmm. the food on it. And the way it's set up traditionally is that it will have the sandwiches on the bottom, the scones in the middle, and then the desserts on top. Which is why I okay. talked about them in the order I did. Uh, because it's also the order you're supposed to eat them in. Oh, So the sandwiches are meant to be light and airy to clear your palate. Mm -hmm. 
And then you move on to the scones, which are kind of like the main dish of the afternoon tea. And then you can have your desserts and pastries and everything uh, when you're finished with that. So you just go right on up. Oh, I like that. But the proper etiquette for eating throughout the tiers, if especially if you have multiple people. So mm-hmm. if you and I sat down to eat tea, eat tea. If you and yep. I sat down for an afternoon tea party <laughs> and um, you decided that maybe you weren't feeling the sandwiches that day, but you did want the scones and the dessert. The proper etiquette would be to wait until everybody is done eating sandwiches and everybody moves on to the scones together. Oh, that's nice. And then when everybody's done eating scones, everybody moves on to the desserts together. It's kind of like when the waiter brings out your food and you wait for the last person to get their food before starting. Mm-hmm. And then okay. you wait until everybody's done before you get dessert and so on and so forth. So some other things on the table. Mm-hmm. So typically, aside from the three-tier rack, the table will include mm-hmm. a small plate to eat off of, a fork mm-hmm. and knife, a teacup with a saucer and a teaspoon, mm-hmm. a tea strainer for when you're pouring your tea to keep the tea leaves out. That's nice. A teapot with tea in it. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, and then you can have sliced lemon, cold milk, and sugar cubes with tongs. Oh. Like the cute little sugar tongs. Yeah, the sugar cubes just actually come with tongs attached to them, and they're just like, ah, yeah. like clicking arms. around their little tongs. <laughs> yeah, they actually are an evolution of crabs, believe it or not. Oh, I was thinking lobsters. Oh, just like out in front of you, you know. There's even etiquette on how to pour the tea. Why don't you just like? There's a song about it. You literally tip me over oh. and pour <laughs> me out. <laughs> right, but typically only the host or the hostess pours the tea. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes that honor will be given to the guest of honor. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and if that is something where they're like, hey, you're our honored guest. I want you to pour the tea. Then that's like super significant because usually it's only the host or the hostess. We're choosing you to pour my tea. Thanks. It's like on your birthday where you cut your own birthday cake to serve to everyone else. Yeah, I've never done that. Oh, we did that frequently. I think that's kind of cute. I want to try to do that. Yeah. It's cute until you can't have your own birthday cake till everybody else has cake. You're like, my cake. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was watching the etiquette video, there was quite a bit of detail about actually how you make your own tea in your cup. So typically, the host or hostess will ask if you want your tea strong or weak. And the difference will be if it's strong tea, they will fill your cup three quarters of the way. And if you want weak tea, it will only be halfway. So you have more space to add things. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, They will also ask if you want sugar or milk. If you... You only get one. <laughs> okay, sugar and milk, or lemon. <laughs> well, no, I think you you said that correctly. My brain just said you don't get a choice: sugar or milk. No other. <laughs> you have options. to pick one. <laughs> that can only be one. Um, traditionally, you are supposed to put sugar in and then milk. You don't okay. have to do that nowadays, but that's just that's the them's the rules. Sugar and then milk. Or... I think I do that. I actually, for the most part, have stopped using sugar as much as possible. So I just do milk. Yeah. Um, 
Or if you're having sugar and lemon, you do the sugar and then the lemon. But I think both of these also help with the sugar dissolving. Okay. Because if you add the milk, it makes it a little bit colder, not like ice cold or anything, but, you know, the heat from the tea by itself will dissolve it. Yeah, enough to keep it from dissolving. Yeah. And the lemon will react with the sugar and do the same thing and keep it from dissolving. Oh. So. I didn't realize acidity would do that. Mm-hmm. Or is it like the coldness from the lemon? No, it's it's the citric acid. Some, something That's about so the way it reacts with sugar. Huh. Uh, you are also, I, I'm using this cup specifically so I can show you. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to drop your sugar right by the rim uh-huh. so that, because they're in cubes, so that it will slide down the rim and just quietly plink into your tea. Because if you drop it in the middle of the cup, it makes a loud sound and splashes everywhere. Huh. Mm-hmm. So you have to give it a little slide, let it go, whee, and then you can stir it. Exactly. And speaking of stirring. There's a specific way to stir your tea. Uh, counterclockwise. No. Okay. Six to How? twelve. Twelve what? <laughs> like on a clock. <laughs> oh. So back oh. and forth in a straight line without touching the edges because it mixes everything. But if you go in a circle, you kind of clank the circle inevitably, the rim of your cup. So you're supposed to go back and forth in a line. Huh. That's how you're supposed to stir coffee too. Ah is uh, back and forth. It's more effective without splashing mm-hmm. and properly mixes. Yep. That's neat. I didn't realize it was etiquette. I just thought it was it made sense. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um the video also talked about whether you put in your milk and then your tea or your tea and then your milk. Mhm. Nowadays, people usually do your tea and then your milk so that you can do that going around the table seeing who wants tea and then you do the additives. But traditionally, they would actually do the milk first because it would help to keep the porcelain from cracking. Wow, that was a, that big of an issue? Mm-hmm. Huh. Because I guess it would kind of, if you started with the cold and then added the hot. It would shock it? It wouldn't shock it as much as just hot. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. There's also etiquettes for which additives you use by what type of tea you're using. <laughs> what? <laughs> so... Why are there so many rules? I don't know. <laughs> I used to make tea in the microwave. They would probably hate not me. Now, not here. Not at my tea party. I've evolved so much with tea. I just want you to know I haven't made tea in the microwave in years. I'm so proud of you. So thank you. Good job. Tiny clap. <laughs> uh, anyways. So anyway, if you're having green, white, or oolong tea... You are not supposed to add sugar or milk. What? Why? Because. Okay. That's all I know. I guess. Because. I guess that's a good enough reason. Yeah. Um, if you're having Earl Grey, you're not supposed to add lemon. But it complements it so well. Well, I imagine it's because it might kind of clash with the bergamot, right. which is technically a different citrus. So. Yeah. Um, and if you have teas that have any extra flavors... Any additives in them, naturally, already from the tea leaves, you're not supposed to add anything. Hmm. Yep. Well, wait. What can you add to oolong? Like lemon and that's it? Yep. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So technically, this Victorian London fog I'm drinking, you would not add anything to it, which I didn't, but I also oversteeped it, so. Oops. I added milk to my Earl Grey. That's fine. Because it's no lemon. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're good. We did it. Yay. We actually did that. Yeah. High tea. High tea. So now, the proper way to drink your tea. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is it not as simple as bringing it up to... What are you doing? <laughs> on my... I need my plate. Is it not as simple as bringing the cup up to your face and going... No. And that's it. No. What? So, there's a proper way to hold everything. There's a proper way to drink it. Oh, wait. I actually do know how to hold your cup and saucer. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I think I remember this from my sorority days because we had tea parties, believe Mm. it or not. Um, You were supposed to bring it up and sip and place back. Yes. And put down. Yes. I did that right? Yes, but there are more details yeah. than that. Oh, if you want to go okay. super correct. Yes, please. Uh, so holding your cup. If you're sitting, do not ever mm-hmm. lift your saucer off of the table. Oops, just did. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, when you pick up your cup, because my – so my cup, for example, has too big of a handle to properly do it. But on typical teacups, the handle's small and dainty and relatively uh-huh. short. So you're only supposed to hold your cup with three fingers – if you include your thumb as a finger, you put the, your thumb is on top of the handle. Okay. Your index finger is inside the handle, pinching right under your thumb. So okay. kind of like sideways pinching. And uh-huh. then you use your middle finger at the bottom of the handle, which is where mine causes trouble because it's a little bit too big, to support Ooh. the weight. So you just... Yep. And that's all you hold it with. Oh. Uh, she did not mention whether or not you put your pinky out. <laughs> it does hurt. I can't. I literally can't can with this bit. position. I I can't. It's tucked. I, it's too big of a cup. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's when you're sitting. When you're standing, you still hold the handle of the teacup the same way, mm-hmm. but you rest your saucer on your non-dominant hand. So you basically use it as a little table and you hold it at about hip height. And you lift your teacup up and off of that as you need to. When you are actually drinking your tea and you lift the cup to your face, you do not ever tilt your head. So you only tilt the cup up to get the liquid Mm -hmm. in your mouth and then you go back down. But even what I just did was wrong because you are not supposed to look across the cup. You are supposed to look down into the cup only. When you're actively drinking the tea, you look down at it, and then the second you remove the cup from your mouth, that's when you can look back up and resume conversation. Okay. Because I guess it would be a little creepy to be just like, let's talk. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, for those who couldn't see my face, I was just kind of staring really creepily at her. Across the mug. Yes, across the mug, the way I'm not supposed to. Mm-hmm. I took a sip of tea and our mugs, our mugs locked eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we locked eyes across the mud. <laughs> and that's when we knew that we were insane yep. and needed help. <laughs> yep. Ugh. Anyway. Um, so I did watch one other video about etiquette. Mm-hmm. And it was from a guy named Nicholas Fairford, who is a designer, like an interior designer and a lifestyle designer in England. And it was mm-hmm. just such a nice video to watch. I, so my progression of thoughts were initially that he was a little uh, pompous, probably partially because he has a British accent, obviously. But it was also one of those videos where it starts with him sitting 
on his couch and his couch is white and the mm-hmm. decorations in the background are white and he is wearing a white turtleneck with white pants and it was just a lot that I wasn't prepared for at the start of this video mm-hmm. and then the video progresses and he talks about um, what he's putting out on the table and how he sets up a party basically for him and his friends to to hang out but to do it like properly like we're going to do um mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he goes he's talking about the dishes he actually used a large plate as a placemat under the small plate. And he said, uh, I'm going to put out these little cabbage leaf dishes. They don't really have a function today, but they are beautiful. And I was like, you know what? All right. You're kind of cool. Cause there were these cute little <laughs> like glass dishes that just look like cabbage leaf. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he put out napkins with napkin rings and there were bees on the napkin rings. And I was oh. like, mm. and then he pulled out champagne and I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm sold. You're my best friend That's now. Amazing. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually, when he was putting out his sandwiches, because he had the three tier tray, had mm-hmm. he had a whole matching set of plates and and cups and everything, of course, too. Um, but on his big plate with the sandwiches, he put out little leaves of lettuce and then put the sandwiches on them. Oh, like I like that. The fancy restaurants. So, mm. and he had That's a whole cute. nature theme going too, which is nice. I am always for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had the flowers uh, on the plates. And then he got actual flowers and put them in little vases, but they were short vases so that they wouldn't interrupt the conversation across the table. Mm-hmm. He had flowers on his teacups. He had the cabbage leaf dishes. He had his sugar cubes in and lemon slices in like golden pomegranate dishes. Like it Ooh. looked like a pomegranate that was gold and you pull, pull off the top of the pomegranate and there's uh, salt, sugar inside. So that's neat. Yeah. Uh, and he was more focused on comfort and creating a comfortable environment than tradition. So he didn't get into as many of the details as the other video did. Mm-hmm. But he did point out that he really likes to use a white tablecloth. And now I want to get a white tablecloth for my circle table that we can then sit at and have a tea party. So Ooh. that might be happening. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the last topic I researched, because I know this is a lot about tea parties. Mm-hmm is where some slang that I think of as British slang relating to tea came from. So, for example, earlier I said a spot of tea. Uh, Uh That phrase is an old British saying, but is potentially more popular in the U.S. now. So on on the page I was reading, they were talking about in the U.S., we use it, one, to refer to a cup of tea, and two, to mock British people. (laughs) <laughs> i think the latter is a little more frequent than the former mm-hmm. and in the uk typically if, if somebody is using a spot of tea as a phrase they're actually referring to an entire afternoon tea that includes food oh yeah but i copied this quote over from that from the person that was writing and they said quite why americans have taken it to their collective bosoms isn't clear though it does seem to be very often used in a tongue-in-cheek manner as a mock serious way of affecting to be british about consuming the drink (laughs) i was like uh okay well i already wrote my introduction to this episode so i'm keeping it And here that we was the nicest screw you I've ever heard. <laughs> that was the nicest, hey, can you quit making fun of us, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that a lot. <laughs> one of the other phrases I wanted to look into was when you say something is or is not your cup of tea. Like mm-hmm. when you say it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. 
that started showing up in publications. Specifically, people would say my cup of tea to refer to something favorable in the late 1800s. So right mm-hmm. after afternoon teas and even high teas started becoming more popular, my cup of tea showed up shortly after. Mm-hmm. But the phrase not my cup of tea didn't show up until the 1920s. Mm-hmm. It was very positive until the 1920s came along and then the flappers just ruined it. So you'd be like, uh, yeah, going out on nature walks is my cup of tea, mm-hmm. but not being inside isn't my cup of tea. Right. Until like the 90, 1920s? 1920s. Okay. And I, That's interesting. I think a lot of the time too, it was used to refer to people. So I would say like, yeah, Julia is my cup of tea. Aw. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then the last one I looked up was kappa. Kappa. Which, which we don't really use over here as much, uh, but in the UK is used. I only use it in irony. <laughs> yeah. And with an accent. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be like, I'm going to have a cup of tea. Well, actually, I did just use it very casually by accident. But, uh, it's it's usually, I'm going to have a kappa. I'm going to have a kappa. Would you like to have <laughs> a kappa? like to have a kappa as opposed to a kappa <laughs> which is a cup like a, cup. Like a copper oh um so kappa is exactly what you would expect it is a shortened version of cup of kappa okay. but that also didn't show up until the 1920s and it in the 1920s it was just used as a shortened version of cup of it wasn't a standalone phrase so you would say a cup of coffee or a cup of tea Mm -hmm. it didn't start showing up in publications on its own until the 1930s so like nowadays if somebody says do you want a cuppa and specifically with a british accent you and i would think oh they are very clearly asking if we want a cup of tea but they only had to say Mm -hmm. cuppa so that didn't come along until the 30s okay yeah so yeah so that's all of the content i have for tea parties (laughs) (laughs) it's way more than i thought i would i was a an impressive amount i'm really glad that this worked (laughs) thank you thank you i um i do have a quiz for you yay and i will need you to open the link because it's mostly pictures yes ma'am opened and ready okay so this quiz as you may have read is We'll reveal which flower matches your personality, but first you have to attend a tea party. Okay. <laughs> so. I would like to do these things. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Which Thank tea you. set matches you? Okay. And there are a couple options. So for our listeners, there is a long table set with a dark blue tablecloth and some hydrangeas and other leaves and a vase with very plain white clean Uh, plates and utensils and chairs there is another longer table that is also covered in a clean tablecloth but this one is white it has dishes that have dark blue on them but there's it's very flowery and kind of ornamental decorations on them there is another white tablecloth with it looks like lemon plates which is cool like they're white plates with really cute yeah with lemons and leaves around them uh, has some red flowers set out and then just some red and more like bronzy kind of colored decorations. There is a setting on a glass tabletop that has more pink accents and it has champagne in it. Wink. Mm. Um, 
There is a more, I'm going to guess Japanese style, but I don't know for sure. I would think so. Yeah. A tea set where it's set on a wooden platter that has a couple that has a couple tiers on it and it has much smaller dishes set uh and then there is one that is on a pink tablecloth with just some little dainty white cups with uh very small pink flower accents it's really cute it looks almost more like espresso Uh uh-huh i am gonna go with the tiered one with the champagne good choice good choice Am I clicking or just using reference? Oh, no. I'll click through. That way you don't have to worry okay. about the results accidentally popping okay. up. Um, so the next question is pick a teapot or kettle. There is. These are so cute. There's the traditional silver teapot, which we talked about earlier. There is more of what you might think of when you think of like fancy china, that the teapot itself is actually scalloped a little bit. And then it has a very small portrait of a man and a woman. That I initially thought was a flower, but now that I'm looking at it again, that is definitely a pink skirt. It's a uh, three people. Is it I three? Think it's a man and two women. Well, some people in like a Victorian Anyways. style painting. Yeah, it's it's little pit portrait. Yeah, it's cute. Um, there there is a. It looks like a metal teapot that somebody threw on some pine straw for some reason, but it has kind of left it outside. <laughs> they really beat it up. Like, don't pick this one. Um, the bottom of it's dirty, but it's a white teapot that has orange flowers on it and a red handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they have one of the clear teapots that you can see has the infuser in the middle of it. They have a dark bluish black porcelain looking teapot that has some. What's the word for that style? It's leafy. I guess it's more ornamental as well. Yeah, kind of what I you would see what on the corners of a be. book cover. This reminds me of, like, the pour-over tea ceremonies that you would do in Japanese tea ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Like, it has that brown color, but the, the white's different. Yeah. But it's like a bluish white. Um, And then the last one is just a plain porcelain white teapot. I'm going to choose the clear one because it's really cute. It is very cute. There's only one clear choice. Ha ha! Ha ha! now it is time to choose your cup we have a white cup with red decorations that look like they could either be a small sketching or small etching rather of russian architecture or Mm -hmm. notre dame or potentially three big bends it looks like a church yeah like a catholic church Mm -hmm. Um, there is a small wide-brimmed white teacup that looks like it either has a spout or a chip, and I think it's a chip. I'm going to hope it's a chip. But it also doesn't have a handle on it. It doesn't have a handle on anything. (laughs) Neither do I (laughs) feel. Um, Does that have cigarettes in it? I'm going to say it's a tea bag. Okay. That's the next one, which is a plain little teacup. That is almost more of a mug style. I guess most of these are more mug styles than teacups. Uh, But it's a nice mint green and has a saucer. Oh, the other two had saucers as well. Uh, The fourth one is a clear mug that has a tea strainer on top of it, but no saucer. (laughs) And then we have another porcelain teacup that has a golden handle and very dainty little flowers on the outside of it. With a much higher brimmed saucer than I was expecting. 
It looks like something you'd put milk in for a kitten. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the last one is more of a Japanese style teacup where it's the smaller cup that doesn't have a handle and then it's on what looks like a metal saucer. It's kind of a bronzy color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the one with the dainty flowers and the metal or the golden handle. Okay. It's very cute. What tea would you like? Which these I can just read to you. Okay. They are oolong, chrysanthemum. Ooh. Orange Pico Poke P E K O E uh Earl Grey Matcha and Chai. Well, I really don't like matcha. <laughs> <laughs> um we're gonna go with oolong. Mm -hmm. I like oolong. If I had to choose that. I like this question. Milk or cream? And your options are 2% milk, cream, which I assume would be heavy whipping cream, half and half, almond milk, oat milk, or no thank you. Almond milk, please. Of course, of course. Of course. And we're doing this in the wrong order, but would you like any sweetener? We have <laughs> sugar, honey, maple syrup. Agave nectar and stevia, or you can pass. Um, what are the rules for oolong again? You can't add anything, so we're throwing that rule out. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm sorry, it's no sugar or milk is what it is. You could add lemon, so we're just gonna throw that out, right? Because we've already uh, added these are milk. all sugar. Yeah, and we added milk. Okay, <laughs> so I with an oolong. I'm. If it has just milk, I would like to add sugar. Um. Let's just do sugar. I would like to do maple syrup, but I don't know how that's going to affect the flavor. Yeah, that's fair. I'd be more inclined to put that in my coffee. <laughs> okay, pick a nice toast or sandwich. We have a lox bagel. Uh -huh. Finger sandwiches, which are unspecified. Fingy. Fingy. Uh, they look kind of like, you know, turkey cheese lettuce. Yes? I'm just reading ahead. Oh, avocado toast. A bagel with spinach, radishes, and hard-boiled egg. Turkey sandwich. Or a macaron, which is a sandwich, right? No, it is not. <laughs> I'm going to disregard it because we're on sandwiches. Okay, I thought that's what you were looking at. No, I was looking at the avocado. <laughs> I am obsessed with guacamole. It's real bad. Guac um, Avocado toast, please. Guacamole. All righty. Now it's time to grab yourself some pastries because we're just not doing this in any sort of order. I guess we're not including scones at all. Lame. Okay. Uh, You can choose from eclairs, mm -hmm. croissants. Cinnamon rolls, <laughs> strawberry donuts, mm -hmm. cannolis, or fruit tarts. Man, <laughs> I was doing good, and I was like, okay, I only have to choose between the eclairs and the croissants. And then the fruit tarts came up, and I love fruit tarts. Mm -hmm. I'm getting fruit tarts. All right. This is a fancy tea party. You should go big or go home. Good point. 
I forgot that we were serving a tea party, honestly, and I'm just excited for all these things. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have chosen avocado toast. I don't know. No, you're good. I'm going to read this as it's written. Okay. What are you doing with your companions? Are you exchanging gardening tips? Discussing a new film or book? Complimenting each other's clothes? Make <laughs> The whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Making plans to party again later today? Enjoying the soothing tea in silence? Or we're gossiping? Gossiping? They forgot the I, so it says G-O-S-S-P-I-N-G. Gossiping. Gossiping. <laughs> What do I want to be talking about? I don't know. Bees. <laughs> yeah, honestly. We're going to gossip. Oogie. We're going to spill the tea. I would say. Yeah. I would say that we're going to be complimenting each other's clothes, but I might do that for like two minutes. Yeah. And not the whole time. We would do that before we even sit down. So. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we're gossiping. Yeah, yeah. How about another cup? Yes, please. Would you like mint? Jasmine, Shamamale, <laughs> Roibus, English breakfast, or white, it's that same word from earlier, Pico, P-E-K-O-E, Peco? I would like Shamamale. Okay. Shamamale. And I was really disappointed that that wasn't one of the options the first time. Well, they was just waiting. Okay. And now we are going to grab one last treat. Okay. Would you like chocolate truffles? Strawberry milfiel, 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 it's French, milfiel, it looks like um very thin pastry crackers almost with cream and strawberries layered in between. I wouldn't know how to eat it. <laughs> very carefully. Uh, blueberry cheesecake, berry tarts, mm. banana bread, or macarons. Oh, but there's banana bread. There's banana bread. Nope, we're having a tea party. Um, <laughs> macarons. All right. You have fancy and elegant sensibilities and a timeless style. Oh, You're thanks. a real classic. Oh. You're a rose. I swear if it's a lily. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I swear. <laughs> <Where is> a <laughs> lily? Hate lilies. Yeah. I'm a rose. You're a rose. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't really like roses that much, but I like that I've been represented as one. Yeah. That makes me feel good. I'm going to zoom through it real quick and just see what I get. Yeah, Blink. I really want to know what you are. I'm going to choose dark blue tablecloth. Uh, what teapot do I like? I like the plain white porcelain one. Mm -hmm. um, I also like the dainty flower mugs, cups. I am going <laughs> to drink an Earl Grey because I love me some Earl Grey. Of course. And I am going to add... Um, actually, no, I'm going to skip milk on this one because I just want sugar in my Earl Grey. And I want a turkey sandwich, I guess, probably. For my pastry, I want a cannoli because I really like cannolis. Ah, no, but we're at a tea party. I'll do fruit tarts. But also, I really like cannolis. I don't really like cannolis. Why not? Or at least the one that I had was gross. Oh. Do you like eclairs? Yes. It's the same stuff in the middle. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know why I don't like it. I don't know. Maybe you just had a bad one. Maybe. It's been a long time. I also had a chocolate cannoli. Ah. And it was weird. 
See, do we gasp or do we talk about, do I, well, personally, or do I insert films and books into every conversation possible? That can be what you want to talk about. I don't really talk about those kind of things, so it wasn't going to be at my tea party. Mm, yeah, I probably do more film and book talk because I also have had tea party with other friend and, mm-hmm. and you know, we also tend to discuss books and movies a lot. Right. Uh, how about another cup? Sure. I will also take some Shamalmalay. Was there an option for no thanks? No. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a rhetorical question. Um, and I want chocolate truffles because I love chocolate. Have another. Oh, I I have a bold yet elegant personality that bursts into bloom when you're having fun. Your generosity is also unmatched. I'm a peony. Oh, it's very layered. Those are little pink ones, aren't they? Yeah, it like it opens up and it has a bunch of pet. Basically, is a you know how a rose starts to f- pull apart. It's like that, but tinier mm-hmm. and pink. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 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 So I will include the link to that quiz. It's a BuzzFeed quiz, obviously. Um, Obviously. (laughs) In the show notes, if you'd like to go take it for yourself and let us know what flower you are. Do it. It's worth it. Yeah. So. All right. (laughs) We did a tea party. Yay! Thank you for inviting me to a tea party. Oh, thank you for coming it to my tea party. It was wonderful, and it is now currently afternoon tea time. It is afternoon tea time. Uh, so on that note, what are we going to do next, Julia? <laughs> we are going to switch gears. <laughs> um, I've been waiting for this for a while. I'm a little obsessed. Mm-hmm. I fit the white girl personality. We're talking about PSLs. Yeah. We're talking about pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. And how much I don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) I love them, though, and I'm so excited. (laughs) Here's the thing. I only like one specific kind. And we're going to get into that Mm -hmm. in the next episode. Mm -hmm. Yay. So. (laughs) Yay. We're uh, probably going to take a very, very short break. Uh And then go make some PSLs and. T-T-Y-L. <laughs> LMAO. <laughs> Anyways, bye. Anyway, no, thanks kidding. for coming. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, just kidding. I would like to earnestly thank all of our listeners, especially through episodes like this where we are a little more chaotic than usual. We appreciate everybody that, that comes and listens to us and... and mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you can also <laughs> find us on the webs, uh, not just on your ears. Uh, but if you would like to just find us on your ears, you can find the podcast at webrewgood.podbean.com. That's webrewgood.podbean.com. Or on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you want to give us a shout out, come say hi or just see what we're up to. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at We Brew Good. Or if you want to send us a direct message, you can email us. Email us at webrewgood at gmail.com. And I would like to thank the three other people that gave us five star reviews on apple podcast thank you guys so much uh i do not have a way to tell who you are so send us an email or leave us a comment and 
Uh, we will thank you by username or personal name if you feel like it. Uh, first name only, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, we would love to give you that extended uh, thank you. But thank you. <laughs> Thanks. We appreciate that it. Makes me, that makes me so happy that y'all went ahead and did that for us. Mm -hmm. The guinea pigs. <laughs> no. Hey guys. Um, I appreciate you leaving reviews, but I I need you to do me a favor. Can you please, please, go tell the guinea pigs about our podcast? Yes, it is of the utmost importance. It's a really hard market to get into, and we need everybody's help to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Make sure your grandma is telling her guinea pig. Mm -hmm. And make sure the guy that's handing out hot dogs on the street corner also knows to tell his guinea pig or hamster. What? Guinea pig. <laughs> guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> tell the guinea pigs. Tell the guinea pigs to tell the gerbils to tell the chickens. We're going to have to start a hashtag called hashtag tell the guinea pigs. Yeah. They need to know. They need to know. Can you imagine a guinea pig tea party? Oh. Whenever we have the power to come up with enamel pins, mm -hmm. I think that's going to be the first. Or well, a little bee holding a cup. Um, I guess as a bonus for people that listen all the way to the end of the episode, I am currently one step closer to being able to get cream and sugar merch. Yay! So, no details solidified yet, but that might have to be one of them. Is uh, guinea pigs having a tea party and bees <laughs> being busy bees? Being busy bees. <laughs> what if it was a little coffee bean with bee wings? Oh, oh! I was thinking right? a full on a full on coffee shop with bees running the oh. coffee shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. But while the guinea pigs are spreading the word, stay, stay brutal. brutal. <laughs> Let's go make something else caffeinated. <laughs> okay. Oh.